0: here we go good afternoon good morning or good evening depending on where you are thank you for joining me for another episode of the abona tennis online coaching and in-person coaching podcast now so uh, once again thank you for everyone that continues to stop by and join me here in atlanta so it's been a lot of fun getting on the court uh this week i wanted to talk more on the tennis nutrition side of stuff you know because Twice in my life, I've made improvements to my nutrition, and they were so impactful that I can never go back to my old ways. You know, I mean, the foods we consume, the liquids we consume, how we consume them, when we consume them, it has a direct effect not only on our energy, but our mood. You know, if we have low energy, we'll be more at risk of being in a bad mood, having a negative mindset throughout the entire match, and we're just going to struggle to make proper decisions. You know, and if we're going to spend thousands of dollars on tennis training. you know, The last thing we want is for our nutrition to ruin everything. So we want to give this area the same amount of attention that we would for, you know, hitting or going to the gym or anything like that. You know, I think there, if there's a big regret of mine, it's not addressing this earlier in my life, especially, you know, when I was a kid and look, a lot of this, a lot of this nutrition information has only recently started to come out in the past 10, 15 years. So you know, we all just did our best, and but it's important that even though, you know, things are the way they are, that we're always trying to get better. We don't just accept them for what it is. And when good research comes out, we got to learn and we got to adapt. And I, I really think nutrition could help me, especially in my college years, where you know, sleep is uh, not always consistent. Uh, you're a busy person; it can be stressful at time with schoolwork, practice, traveling, matches. And it was something that I really struggled with. And it wasn't until, you know, I was about 24 years old that a psychologist actually told me to change my nutrition. And I'm like a psychologist, right? You're a psychologist. I'm not here for nutrition advice. They're like, look, this has a direct effect on how you feel and how you feel has a direct effect on how you think. If you have low energy, you're more likely to handle things in a negative way and you're not gonna be able to think clearly. So we also have to address your food. you know, so anything I'm going to say in this podcast is more just some ideas and how to handle situations with food. I do encourage everyone to spend time uh, with some nutritionists, uh, because it's amazing what you'll learn. Everybody is a little bit different in what they handle well and what they don't. So, you know, and especially vegetarians, if you're a vegetarian trying to be an athlete, it's it's much harder uh, to get the nutrients that you need to compete at such a high level. So really, find out what are some good foods for you and the best ways to go speak to an expert. But just to kind of quickly get back to, you know, my quick little experiences before I go into my, my six nutrition tips, when when I was 24 years old, uh, that was the first time I really went gluten free, which for me was, it turned out to be a, a huge difference. Um, I, I got rid of that, um, you know, that afternoon lull and I was able to have more consistent energy throughout the day. And that was just the beginning. You know, and I remember the first time I had pizza after staying away from gluten uh, for so long that uh, I remember I had a horrible allergic reaction. Um, You know, I started just sneezing, red eyes, runny nose. It, It ruined my day. And I was like, you know, anytime I eat a veggie for the first time in a long time, I never have any type of negative reaction. But when I do stay away from certain bad foods or fast food and I do eat them for the first time again, My body has a horrible reaction to it. So that was my first go around when I was 24. And my second one is actually this year when I really started trying to supplement a little bit better. Um, You know, I'm a father now, so a lot more energy is spent. Even less sleep is, is occurring in my life, trying to manage all that. But now I'm just trying to find better ways. Well, how can I put better nutrients in my body? And, you know, I thought I knew en- uh, enough to get by. And apparently there's a lot for me to learn. And that's what actually led me to make this podcast, because that's what really, it, it just opened my eyes once again to the power of good food, good nutrition, good, good supplements. And, you know, if if I can have better energy on a daily basis and live a better life and make better decisions, that will probably help me be more successful, therefore be more happy. It's just an amazing chain reaction. So You know, this is why I am doing this podcast because look, I think once you, once you try it, you can never, it's pretty hard to go back. Why would I want to go back to a lower energy lifestyle, a more up and down type of energy on a daily basis? Like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to feel good on a daily basis. I want to be happy and I want to have the energy to do whatever I want to do. I spend time with my son, go play tennis, go coach tennis, work. Uh for, for some of you listening, you're playing tennis. I mean, we want the most amount of energy because the things that we do on a daily basis require our energy. So it's just one of these things that until you do them, uh, you're not quite sure exactly what effect it's gonna have on you. But when you do finally uh go through it and you make that first big step, you're like, oh my gosh, like I how did I live before? So that's my experience. But now let's get right into the uh just the nutrition side of stuff the actual tips so look i as i mentioned earlier i'm not a licensed nutritionist um but i have spent my entire life dedicated to performing at the highest levels from from the age of two till even now player or coach everything is about how to be a great player how can i be a great coach now how can i help players achieve their best and i've spent a lot of time listening to nutritional experts watching the best players in the world, seeing what they eat, seeing what their something conditioning coaches are putting in, you know, guiding them with protein shakes and everything. And and so I spent so many years learning that I have found a lot of helpful tools that I've been able to implement, not just in my life, but in the players I've coached. So let's get started with number one. Wake up with enough time for an early morning match. You know, sleep is very important, but squeezing out an extra 30 to 45 minutes of sleep isn't worth it if you're waking up so close to your match or training that you can't have a proper breakfast. So as important as sleep is, and it is known to be the best performance enhancing thing in the world, you want to get that 30 to 45 minutes extra of sleep the night before going to bed a little bit earlier. You don't want to wake up as close as possible to your match or training. Um, Because think about this. If, If you finish eating dinner the night before at 8 p.m., and you only eat a bowl of cereal for your 8 a.m. match or something light like that, which is very common for kids. Your body's going to be on empty rather quickly when you start playing, because for the past 12 hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you, all you've had to eat is a bowl of cereal. And now you need to play potentially a two to three hour match, even if you snack on a little bit of banana or something, you're on empty. You didn't eat it. You were sleeping. You know, your, your body is completely depleted of a lot of the dinner that you ate the night before so it's completely worth it to wake up early and so you can eat a proper breakfast and so you have time to digest you know i'd suggest waking up two and a half to three hours before your first match you know it it actually takes three to four hours just to even wake up forget the food part but you need three to four hours just to get your body awake your mind awake and be ready to compete now look at 8 a.m. matches are tough. I'm not going to say somebody should wake up at 4 a.m. for an 8 a.m. match, but I would suggest for them to get up at 5.30 and and have a a pretty big, pretty quality breakfast um, because they're going to need that fuel, especially if they're playing two matches in that day. You know, it's definitely worth it to get up earlier because your food is your fuel. So number two, when you have less time in between matches, eat less for lunch and snack throughout your next match. So, you know, if you're part of the USCA junior tennis world, I mean, you've experienced how little time a player can get in between matches. And sometimes these, uh, how do we say, uh, insensitive tournament directors uh, that don't really care about the players and care more about just getting their matches done on time. You know, we'll give players only one hour, even after a three hour match. And so handling this situation can be pretty tricky because you have to be on the court pretty quick, And you burn through a lot of food, uh, even if you did have a proper breakfast uh, in that first match. So I would suggest eating a smaller lunch, but then snacking throughout that entire match because you don't want to eat so much that you don't have time to digest because then you'll be too heavy to move and your stomach might even hurt. You also don't want to eat too little that you don't have the energy to compete. So, well, again, you eat, you know, just a tiny little thing. And then by the end of the first set, you're depleted again. So you need to find a happy medium. So an example would be, you know, instead of getting, let's just say you eat sandwiches for lunch, right? Instead of getting a full sandwich at, you know, the new set of Subway, now everyone's at Panera. So get, instead of eating that full sandwich at Panera, you get half a sandwich. And then maybe you eat a small bite of that other half, every changeover for for the rest of that match. That way you continue to give your body some fuel. Or you eat half of that sandwich and then you snack on something like a protein bar or nuts or some type of fruit throughout the match. So, you know, you can try to find some happy medium like that, all right? Tip number three, eat within the first 15 minutes of finishing your competition, all right? I know this can be really hard for players because most players, just they're just not that hungry. The stress, the running, stomach's just a little bit tight, so it, it's hard to get food that quick. But, you know, it, scientifically, if you can get food in you within the first 15 minutes of finishing competition – that food is going to help you recover the fastest. So, you know, if you can get it at least within the first 60 minutes, you're still going to receive some benefit, but you're going to receive the most within the first 15 minutes. And, you know, as we mentioned, since most, most tennis players aren't hungry enough to eat a lot, really what, what the pros do is they're just drinking protein shakes. All right. Protein shakes that are high in calorie, high in protein. Uh, They have some carbs or whatever, and they just, they just consume it. It's just so much easier to drink something than it is to eat actual food, and then just get that protein shake in you right away, and then you can just maybe an hour later or an hour and a half later just start eating a normal meal. But um, so at least try that. You know, be careful for some for some of you smoothie lovers. Uh, what kind of smoothie you're getting? Um, you know, protein shake, smoothie, kind of same category, but it really just depends what's inside of it. So a lot of smoothies can be really. They can be really full of sugar and uh, then you just have a big sugar crash. So, you know, you you want protein as part of that protein shake or protein smoothie. If you don't have that in there, uh, it might not be that helpful. Again, better than nothing, but uh, you want to try to get the best you can, right? So tip number four, hydration starts a few days before the first match. You know, my my young self would uh, make the common mistake of trying to hydrate during that morning of the match or even during the match. Like, great, I'm going to drink my electrolyte right now or maybe two hours before the match and I'll be fine. And, you know, that's not correct. And uh, my older self then was was like, all right, I'm going to try to be a little bit more professional. And I would start hydrating in the afternoon or the night before the match. But now I've drank so many liquids in a small amount of time because I know I can't be drinking while I'm sleeping. Uh, that i would have to go to the bathroom the entire night interrupting my quality of sleep so now i sleep terrible i'm really hydrated but now i'm not sleeping well do that a couple nights in a row it's going to hurt you so you know it takes a few days to properly hydrate the body for multiple competitive tennis matches so if your first match is on saturday start hydrating on wednesday but if you do want to do it like the pros and you do want to do it the best way you can really you're hydrating every day and you're walking around with a a, a water bottle or a bottle with electrolytes there all day every day because if you're only hydrating for your matches now you're not hydrating for your training so now your training won't be as high quality as your matches because you're just not as prepared so you want to treat every day with the same amount of importance um so you know really that should be you know the first thing you should do is just hydrate all day and now you're really putting your body in the best place to be prepared for that tournament because now your training quality is going up and you're going to be hydrated for that match and you're going to be ready for that match because of the quality training you just had. So I'd walk around with a bottle of water and some electrolytes all day, every day, all right? Tip number five, cereal alone is not a quality breakfast. Now, look, I say this because... You know, I I used to do this myself. So many people do this. It's just like some cereals are just absolutely delicious. Frosted flakes, Fruit Loops, you know, Cocoa Puffs. My gosh, they're amazing. But as I've come to find out in my, you know, life of researching and learning about nutrition, most packaged cereals are ultra processed, high in sugar, and extremely low in protein. This has horrible effects on a person's body. And we actually want to have positive effects, not negative effects on our body. So, you know, is, is cereal eating better than nothing? Yes, eating cereal is better than nothing. But that doesn't mean it's the best you can do. You know, I mean, cereals are high in carbs, but they're so low in protein that you, you, you're going to get a great energy rush, uh, but a big crash after. And then you're going to be on empty again. So there's there's not a lot of uh, quality nutrients in there that are gonna give you keep that sustained energy for a couple hours. so you know my favorite breakfast this is just again mine. I'm not telling everybody to copy me, but it's uh, just to give you an idea it's you know scrambled eggs with a bowl of oatmeal that has almond milk uh, and some sliced almonds and bananas. So you know with those eggs, I'll get a mix of protein uh the the oatmeal gives me the carbs with protein. see because there's a lot there's a good amount of protein within the oatmeal and they're high in carbs, but low in sugar. So I'm not going to get that big sugar crash. And I've got protein, carbs, uh, sustained energy. I'm going to stay full longer and I don't have a big sugar crash. So that's, you know, that's been my honey hole. That's been my sweet spot for food, uh, to get the day started. But, you know, I think you all got to try to figure out, okay, cereal is not the best, better than nothing, but what can I do to get some better protein? Uh, some higher quality carbs with the least amount of sugar. So that, that's the balance you're trying to find there. All right. And my final tip, number six, be careful with fruits because they are really high in sugar. You know, I, yes, fruits are much healthier to eat and they are pretty high in carbs, which we do need for competition, but they're they can be really high in sugar with almost no protein. So eating too much fruit without any protein is not going to give you that sugar crash as we were just discussing with cereal you know during my personal research expedition on nutrition at florida state university uh, i decided to be healthier one day and during or in preparation for one of our matches that day i decided i'm going to eat a ton of fruit for breakfast today i'm going to be really healthy well I, I couldn't even finish the warm-up for the match so I started to get so hungry and I crashed so hard. I I couldn't move. My legs were shaking. My hands were shaking. And just, I had a sugar crash. And so I couldn't even hit. And I had to ask my coaches. I'm like, give me all the food, please, please, please. We're like, I need food. I'm struggling here. And I just had to sit in a chair and I ate everything I could get my hands on. um, That was not fruit. Okay. So that my energy could come back and then I could have some sustained energy. So, be careful with fruits they're they're healthier they're great but if you eat too much without something else balancing it out uh they can have also a downside effect that we do not want to have during trying to compete all right so these are my just six tips again get you know i would suggest getting with a nutritionist to figure out what exactly works for you It, it takes years to really figure out what i should eat at this time you know, the, what's the weather like, you know, it's warmer today. So I got to eat a little bit lighter. You know, it, it takes a a lot of learning, a lot of experimenting, but if you can get with a nutritionist, then you can start to, you know, make that experiment be, be a little quicker. The success will come a little bit quicker um, because if not, you're just, I mean, you're just throwing things out there without any real plan. So, you know, figure out what works for you with a nutritionist and look, you, like I said, it's just one of these things that once you, you, you take that first step, you're like, how did I ever live without this? And as I mentioned at the, at the beginning, you know, if you're going to spend so much money on something, especially all you parents that are having all these kids that are, um, you know, playing competitions and spending so much money and traveling, it's painful when you lose matches because of food. I mean, you can't avoid it forever. Some of this, you just have to go through and figure out. uh, But you know, let's try to make this uh, journey a little quicker of this, this journey of trying to figure out what works well for you a little quicker. And, you know, let's not lose because we just didn't eat right. Let's just let it come down to tennis. So, you know, be patient out there, but also let's have a sense of urgency to take care of this because if you, this is just as important as any other part of our game. And my one final thought that I will say is uh, look, n- no amount of perfect nutrition because this gets asked a lot with cramping and all this. What do I drink? This, that. If you're not in shape, if you're not training properly, no amount of nutrition can save you from fat- losing because of fatigue or cramps. Okay, it's gonna delay it, you're gonna be able to stay out there a little bit longer. But look, it has to be a package deal, you can't just ignore one or only focus on your hydration and not put in that the the time in the gym and the time on the court and think that, you know, well, I drank my electrolytes on Wednesday, so, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday as well. So I'm ready to play. It, no, it's, I mean, it, it's your training has to be there too. Okay. So there's no shortcuts. You got to take care of all of this. But for those of you that are taking care of the other areas, you're taking care of the tennis, you're taking care of the strength conditioning, if you if you can combine it with nutrition now you're going to be putting yourself in great position to be an amazing athlete and have a lot of success on this tennis court so thanks for listening please reach out to me for any questions and if you look in my blog and you look at the links in the description of this uh podcast then you'll see uh two links to two nutritionists that i know that can potentially help you out if you don't know of one all right good luck out there